0: With Beer. Beer. Hey, podcast kittens, Welcome on our podcast again. It's Cathy Kada. Cat and- oh, lady
1: beard! Welcome to another riveting edition of Cat, Cat with, with Beard. Oh, it's been a long time, it's young lady. Some it's, time. 20, it's been exactly. It's 2023
0: exactly. It doesn't. Rhyme with flea. Yes, no, it does. Oh, you told totally. a lie. I mean, like, in theory, the last episode was just last week. So it's been a really long week. For us, this week feels really long. The last episode was last week. We have a guest today. Anyways, yes, we have a guest today. Introduce yourself.
2: Uh, my name's Henry Thurlow, and I'm an animator working here in Japan. Yes, and welcome.
0: Are you working on?
2: Currently, I'm I'm working on One Piece. I'm of
1: with beard we get the real thing here ladies and gentlemen this is where all the best guests come to reside good job production team <laughs> thank
0: you so outdone much yourselves. great to see you man thank you for coming to this episode, the first episode is going to be about a life of an animator, mm-hmm. how you came became to be an animator and mm-hmm. how other people maybe can learn from your wiseness and your skillness and all of these things, wonderful things. And the next episode, we're going to focus on production of an anime. So what kind of like a, how is an anime actually made? What do you need to do? What are the steps? So... Please, Henry. What was your start? What was your zero? What was your? I want to be an animator. What was your first anime?
2: My my origin story. Um, That's
0: about
1: sixteen questions? Just by the
2: (laughs) way, this poll, man. Sixteen plus one. uh, Tell us about yourself. Okay, so the the, I mean the quick version is um, I I always wanted to be an artist since I was a little kid. Like uh, when even the kindergarten teacher and the first grade teacher asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always said artist. I've never changed that answer for my entire life.
1: Man of dedication. But I didn't
2: know what that meant. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to become comic book artist or, you know, a painter or something. I just knew I wanted to draw. Like, whatever this is, you know, these drawing of characters, that's, (laughs) I want to do something with that. Um, And then uh, in elementary school, I was way too young to see the uh, HBO Spawn series in the 90s. Spawn, huh? But, But when I watched that, I fell in love with animation. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like
0: elementary I, I, school. Yeah, isn't I was still, in, I was
2: probably in sixth grade when I saw it and I probably shouldn't have yeah. been watching it at that time. <laughs> but, but that actually goes to show, like, no one, it, at least in America, although I think the West in general, like, uh, animation isn't, Taken super seriously, like it—it it, it, it immediately is uh, assumed that it's something for kids, mm. Mm. and so yeah. When my parents probably saw the screen, they see a cartoon character. Oh, I'm sure it's oh, fine. It's cartoon! It, meanwhile, it's super rated R yeah, or beyond yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh um, god. And, and so, no, but, like, I, I, I was always into also, you know, the the normal animations on TV, too. But, but when I saw Spawn, I was like, whatever this thing is, this is, like, film to me. This, something about this is amazing, and I want to do this, right? And so yeah. that got me into kind of, like, cool, serious animation. And then from there, I wanted to see more. But there aren't many Western productions like that, mm-hmm. so I very quickly found anime mm-hmm. instead. Cool. So, like, oh, okay, well... There's not much like Spawn, but there is Akira, and then there Mm -hmm. is, like, a few years later, Ghost in the Shell and all these other movies, right? Um, And so once I decided animation was my thing, I just stuck with it forever. I was, you know, in middle school and high school. I'm like, I'm going to be an animator. I'm going to be an animator. And uh, so those are the kind of schools that I applied to. I went to... I'm from New York, hey. but I went down to uh, Delaware. If you're, oh, right. you, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years, uh, Delaware College of Art and Design for two oh. years, and then I College went
0: College of Art and Design, which oh. actually yes. get to, let me quickly intersect. So Go ahead. You knew you wanted to become an animator, and you made some steps towards actually getting yourself the qualification. Then.
2: Ah, that's an interesting question. Yeah. So er, not many people ask about my super, super early, like, uh, high school era, what I was doing art wise. Um, I, of course, took all the elective classes that I possibly could art related in school. But then even after that, um, I had like there was an after school art. I don't even know what it was. It would be called, but it was like an it was an art uh, class. Like an art yeah. club kind of thing, it, yeah. it wasn't even actually related to school. So even after I got out of school, there just in the in the town basically there was like another art class that I took, and I mm-hmm. so I would always go there. And um, at the time, it was just kind of copying stuff that I saw. So like I wanted to draw uh, Spawn or I wanted to draw Witchblade or different comic book characters, mm-hmm. and I would just you know look at the look at the comic and then kind of try to draw it myself while art teachers would give me advice. I I could Mm. choose whatever it is I was interested in. Nothing was forced on me at that school, um, which in the long run was really helpful because I got to just sit with what I I like. No one was telling me, like, you must be a fine painter. This class that I was going to after school was like, have fun with art and we'll help you try to be whatever you want to be the best (laughs) you can. And so, yeah, throughout all of high school, that's what I did.
0: I find it interesting because you, it seems like you didn't start drawing anime styles because you mentioned Witchblade and stuff. That's yeah. very American comic. Yeah, right? that's yeah, yeah. the American art style, which is more, more realistic in certain ways than some animes, right?
2: Uh, it's well, it's certainly different. Yeah, it's mm. stylized in a different way for sure. Mm. Um, and with, which so to cut ahead though, because that, that's a that's a big point in my mm. life, which is what brought me to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, when I so I went to college, I studied animation, graduated. Uh, after DCAT, I went to Pratt Institute in New York for the last couple of years, got a bachelor's there, and then worked in New York city right as a freelance animator and I realized immediately like after just even a handful of jobs oh I'm never going to make the things I want to make like oh what, really like, like, well, well, oh well, that's
0: the, the dream The dream crushing is happening now well I
2: was well I was actually one of the lucky ones because most people um, to, to be brutally honest they graduate and then they just can't even break in whatsoever because it's mm. hard out yeah. there you know
0: so um, let me just quickly you said that you yeah. got a bachelor's that was also in art
2: uh, yeah yeah uh, I went to DCAD and I got an associate's the first couple of years uh, there in animation. And then oh, right. uh, I went to Pratt for the last couple of years, for the four-year bachelor's degree. Sorry, so what, you what's Pratt? Pratt Institute is another art school. Oh,
0: I see. The, okay. yeah. so I so you stood
1: for something. Sorry. Yeah, I
0: was wondering about that too. Thank yeah. you for clarifying <laughs> that. So... All of the degrees, all of the paperwork, all the extra work you've done was already aimed specifically at animation, and you still felt like you couldn't find a job?
2: Well, no. So, okay, I was one of the lucky ones who did find a job, but all that was available, and even to this day, mostly what is available is like advertisement stuff do a little yeah, animation okay. for this website yeah. do a commercial yeah. like the super earliest stuff that i did i don't even i, I don't even have a record of it probably anymore the files because i don't get it was like uh, commercials for comcast cable or d- right. different things like that um i uh, again i i, I I still feel like I was actually lucky, even in New York, though, because I did end up... I, I did do one TV series that I really enjoyed, which right. was okay. a, a Cartoon Network series called Super Jail. Oh, yeah! Do you know Super Jail? yeah, yeah. So I, cool. season one of Super Jail, I, did, I, I got in involved in that. Uh, Augenblick Studios produced that, oh, which is in Brooklyn, and uh, I worked there. That was an excellent year. Um, but even when I was working there, I was realizing, like, <sighs> almost Almost all the jobs in, in the states are commercial stuff, or they're going to be something super cartoony. Uh, I enjoyed Super Gel, but Super Gel was still cartoony. It was an adult cartoon one, so I was lucky to have gotten one of those rare ones. but nevertheless, it's still's not ghost in the shell it's still yes. not it's still not like uh, the the stuff that I was always hoping to do uh, e- and it just dawned on me like I'm sitting around when I was working on Super jail like. I'm sitting around the best in the industry. The the resume of all the people around me is unbelievable. Like I was mm. shocked. I was like, wait, I'm sitting next to the person, like like one of the people that made uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Match. Oh, know, wow, the oh, like, really? like one That's of the, Hilarious. Yeah, and 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 just everyone there had amazing resumes. But I realized, oh. That means you just jump from, like, that kind of show to that kind of show oh, when they appear and then in between do do advertisement stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. The point being, I'm never making my Ghost in the Shell. I'm never working on something mm-hmm. like that Akira or Dragon Ball Z or Kenshin or any of the shows that I really loved, right? I love the old uh, super violent OVAs, too, like GenoCyber and uh, Vampire Hunter D and right? uh, you know, those kind of things. Uh, but but I'm never making my vampire under D if I stay in the states uh and that's just a fact because we're never producing it and yes. I, and I really really sank in and so, so hold yeah. on let me
0: so what you're saying is that american <laughs> Art seems to be more focused on cartoony styles than realistic-looking styles.
2: I wonder if it's not even just America. It it might Mm. be almost the entire world outside of Japan. Mm. It's changing a bit because of the influence of how cool the stuff coming from Japan is. Mm. So everyone's influenced by anime. But the rest of the world seem to just be like... Animation is either a kid's thing, an advertisement thing, or maybe occasionally there's something artsy. You know, maybe mm. maybe there can be a segment of animation, uh, you know, Pink Floyd's The Wall, something yeah, like that. Right. In artsy films, perhaps there's a, a time and a place for it. Mm. But overall... It's not like you, you can't make a two-hour film of just dead serious animation. No one's going to watch that. That seems to be, or seemed to be at least, the mindset of the whole world outside of Japan. Yes. Uh, meaning that I needed to go to the one country doing it the way I, yeah. I, th- that I, I wanted it done if I was going to ever do something like that. And so long story short, I basically just up and moved to Japan and was like, uh-huh. first things first. I just need to be in the country doing what I want, and then we can sort it out and see what
1: is realistic. Oh. But quickly, that's a good approach to your career. For everyone, this is how I approach Japan as well. I just showed up and they yeah. figured it out. It's hmm. a great approach. Yeah. Um,
0: so you went here first, and you, did you speak the language?
2: No. I I didn't speak the language. I didn't have really any connections. I heard about... Uh, I don't want to give the super long version, obviously, of this. Uh, we're under some time constraints. But I heard from actually the translator of Hideyuki Kikuchi, uh the creator of Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. I heard from his translator Kevin Leahy, who's my friend mm. now. Uh yeah, I met him in in New York and he, and I and I talked to him and I was like, ah, "How did you end up in Japan translating this amazing series?" Like mm-hmm. how and he explained he to me, first you have to move there. He he gave me that advice that I ju- mm. I took. Um I had never even traveled outside of States. Oh, no uh, I think oh, I we went to, to the dance. most yeah. different place. I went possible. to the opposite mm. side of the planet. <sighs> Earth. Um, at, I, at first I was like, how do I even leave my country? I don't know. Cause mm. that's what uh, probably a lot of people are saying. Like, well, I've never even traveled. Like, how do you just do that? Right. Mm. I was in the same situation. I didn't have money saved up or anything like that. But when there's a will there's a way like like and so the the way to japan is like oh they will hire english teachers and bring you yeah. there so i was like okay then i pause my animation momentarily but for the sake of my full animation career. Yes. Mm. But momentarily, for the sake of the overall animation career, for a year or two, I will get myself to the correct country, study the language, study the culture, um, and and do that. It's for the sake of animation, but it's not animation Good for attitude. Yeah.
0: So you kind of wanted to have your foot in the door that's called Japan before...
2: 100%. When oh. I got here, there was no foreigners basically in the industry. There's a few. Mm-hmm. Michael Arias directed Tech on Concrete. And there's a, huh. few, a few other uh, foreigners whose names are in the credits of different things throughout the years. So I'm not like the first ever. Mm. But in, in general, there's there was zero foreign animators working on any given production, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I knew when I... Approach the studios, they're gonna look at me like, what are you even doing here? And sure Mm. enough, they did, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bit different now with Twitter and more international hiring.
0: Sorry, sir. (laughs) I was trying to intersect you from time (laughs) to time. So you came here and worked as an English teacher. How long did you work as an English teacher? How did you work on your language skills? And when did you start approaching companies? Because obviously you would have to have some Japanese to approach (coughs) them because usually your resumes Mm. and everything are very difficult, Japanese and stuff.
2: I, I knew I had to at least interview in Japanese, so mm-hmm. I had to get my Japanese to the point that I could interview in it before I even start applying. Otherwise, it's useless mm-hmm. right? because I would walk in and then not be able to talk to the person sitting across the table from me. So I, I came to Japan via the JET program. That, oh, was, yes. that, that was the one that, uh, that hired me and got me to Japan. And they sent me to Wakayama-ken.
0: Oh, Wakayama! Wow. I've been in Wakayama before. It's oh, yeah? very far away, though. It's very Tokyo. far away. And, and, I, and
2: I was in, like, a super, super rural little uh, Hidaka-cho. That'll get it, you
1: good at the language quickly.
2: And that's yeah. why I got good at the language quickly. Because I right? can't even go to the supermarket without uh, asking for where's the paper towels or something yes. like that. Yeah. Uh, in japanese Mm. but
1: but were you experienced in language learning prior did you zero
2: no 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 i I mean i uh it really is all about taking the chance right Mm. like like i there was really no reason to believe i could succeed in anything (laughs) but i was just like but uh, but it's my dream and it's the only Mm. thing i think about every day i want to accomplish is i want to do this every day that i'm not either in the anime industry working on the type of anime i love or working towards it is a day where I'm not happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I might as well go for it, even if it's absolutely kind of ridiculous of, yeah. a, of a dream. Yeah, so no language experience, nothing. I was just like, we'll do it. it are, we'll work it out along a the way. Of <laughs> <dedication. That's
1: laughs> you man of dedication.
0: You had that goal constantly in front yeah. of you. How long was your jet time, and then how long was your like running for jobs time and <clears throat> trying to apply in the industry?
2: Two years in jet in Wakayama. Felt I was good enough, came to Tokyo, with some money saved up from that, and then couldn't find a job for a whole bunch of months and lost all my money. Had to re... re, But then I keep I kept doing the same thing. So then I was like, okay, back to the English teaching, but not for a long contract, just a four-month contract or something. Get myself back up, then I'm going to reapply. All right, all right, I saved myself. I'm not, like, not being able to pay rent anymore. And I quit, and now I'm applying to... And I lost all my money again. Oh, God, I need another four-month contract. And just again and again and again, like, you could... uh, I always kind of felt, especially in in the middle of that craziness, uh, like one thought stayed in my mind, which is like I feel like the word stubborn – and the word "dedicated" are actually the exact same word, mm-hmm. just, just, just. Wi- All
0: of us feeling this just, here right now. Just yeah.
2: with the with the benefit of hindsight, a person that never kind of accomplished what they were going for. People in the future will call them stubborn. Henry Henry, for example, stubbornly would always lose his money and keep trying. But if I accomplished it, oh, he was so dedicated. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. So when you're in the middle of that hard moment. Even I, when I look in the mirror, I was like, am I being stubborn? But I kept saying, no, one day we'll look back and call me dedicated. Okay. Mm. And so I just kept sticking with it until finally one studio was like, okay, you can start next month. And I was like, oh, finally, finally, finally. And,
1: yeah. That's fantastic, man. That is, uh, yes, you are a man of dedication, sir. So from zero language experience, from zero foreign country experience, <laughs> yeah. you showed up. You teach English in the countryside. And so, hey, your Japanese was at what level when you started applying for jobs? Did you do the JLPTs or anything
2: like that? No, and I've never have. And I bet I would even fail that today, to be Ooh. honest, mm-hmm. because I, I'm definitely a unique case, though. I, I really only ever wanted the language to work at this That's specific animation. job. Yes, mm. I, I don't care if I'm book smart with it at all. Mm. So long as I'm conversation smart and, and even... The stuff I had to study was is even like not normal Japanese of necessarily. Like, there's industry frames related, and, yes. Yeah, yeah. Frame yeah. R- frame rate frames uh, time sheets. Like there's lo- a lot, a- and then there's of course like slang and things like that that yeah. are used within the industry too. So I say words that my Japanese friends have no... What, what even is that word? Oh, well, in the anime industry, it means this and this and this and this. Mm. But that's what I needed to study. I don't mm. care about, oh, did you, Did you? could you pass that? I bet I can't, but it doesn't matter because I yes. can have my uchiwase, my production meetings, all day long yeah. in Japanese, and I know the words necessary to get through those.
0: Mm. What I find really, really interesting here is as well, and I think that's something I want to... wonder listeners to hear as well as the, it doesn't always go smooth. You Mm -hmm. sometimes have to take a little path around it, even if it takes you two extra years Mm. to get where you want to go. Or like you said, you know, work, save up some, try, fail fail again fail fail harder fail better mm. until you finally get. fail forwards yeah it, and I think that's that's a big lesson to learn we mentioned this before in some of our fr- former episodes that it's not smooth sailing for most of us it is really hard to work in the entertainment industry whether you're an idol or whether you're an influencer or whether you're an animator mm. it is not smooth sailing all those jobs look really sparkly but you need to bring that dedication and that stubbornness yeah. to the table to make it happen so one Studio accepted you. They
1: did. Can we ask what? which studio accepted you first up?
2: Oh, dear. Is
0: it no, like, no, good. Cannot oh, be-
2: no, 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 no. The, the, <clears throat> that stu- so, well, so the struggle continued. See, I, I see. I I don't like... A, a bunch of years back, I did a, a interview with uh, BuzzFeed, actually. Hey! And, um, and at that point, I kind of told all as to uh, what was going on. What's and at, all. Well, the... I cracked in at the very, very bottom, right? Uh, And that means the lowest pay for the longest hours. And the anime industry is super notorious for that. I don't want to be a broken record and repeat that that stuff. Like, it's just very hard, right? Mm -hmm. But so the overall point, though, is that when I finally cracked in, I thought, hooray, my dreams are coming true. Mm -hmm. But the first studio, to be honest, didn't pay enough to remotely be able to pay for rent. So I I had to be able to... Uh, figure out how to kind of level up, get to a better studio, get to a higher position and fast, right? Mm. Like my challenges were not over. They were just beginning essentially when I cracked in a whole new set of challenges. So uh, it all worked out. I ended up getting from that first studio, uh, which was Nakamura Pro, oh. say, which is an in-between studio, mm-hmm. generally. Okay. Then I went to Studio Piero for a while, which is the Naruto oh, production okay. studio. I really liked working there, but I just worked there for a year or so. It be- uh, no big issues, but um, le- like I was really always interested in being able to contribute key animation and kind of mm-hmm. leveling up in the, in the industry, and I wanted to have more uh, of my art style kind of contributing to the actual episodes and Mm. things like that and at the beginning nothing you make really has influence right Mm. you're you're more of like a hand to help the episode finish production but not one of the people who truly influence Mm. what the episode looks like
0: maybe you want to explain what a key animation is as far as i understand Mm. is a key animation is like you have this frame and then there's like the other frame where you want to get to and the new people usually make the frames in between to get to the other place. The start and the end is done by the pros, and then you the new people have to kind of fill in the gaps. Is that correct?
2: Essentially, though, there's big differences between Western production and Japanese production, oh and that's kind of one of them. In in the West, from my experience, like key animation is like someone else might have laid out the background and things like that, and then uh, one key animator might put the main key poses, and then an in-between animator will uh, put all the in-between drawings, but also kind of spice up the, the animation themselves when they realize certain things work and don't work, shift around the frames a little bit. In Japan, it's not really, I mean, Gengamon is the actual name of the uh, the position. It's, it translates roughly to key animator, but it's not really that. So it's Gengamon for the keys and then Dogamon for the cleanups and in-betweens. And what it really is is it's less keyframe and in-betweener and more the Gengamon is like layout artist who lays out the whole background, the perspective, everything, puts all the roughs of the characters puts all of the notes and memos for compositing effects that will be needed later down the, the line, uh, pans and stops and camera work, things like that. Um, they'll make memos about all the shadows. They'll uh, if, if there needs to be any nuanced motion in the in-betweens, they should draw another key or make some kind of uh, notation about that. Basically, the Gangamon's job is like a million positions in one. So
0: it sounds like a, almost a director. In or a an assistant
2: director or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it sounds like a
0: director because you also think about where's the light, where's the camera, where are the young girls? Uh,
2: so you have a production meeting with the actual episode director mm. uh, and the assistant uh, director, if there is one, before you take the sequences. But it really is like you're treated kind of like an actor and cameraman Mm -hmm. um, because they're like the storyboards range from everything from nice all the way down to scribbles. But by the way, some of the genius directors still use the scribble. So that doesn't mean bad. It's just Mm -hmm. uh, the storyboards are used to, to uh, as, as something that can be used, As a reference, when you have that Ucheoase, that production meeting uh, with the episode director. And so the episode director explains when you're setting up your camera and when you're doing the acting of those characters. Mm -hmm. Keep these things in mind. Um, But at the end of the day, yes, it is the Gangamon's job.
0: All right, <laughs> we're going into the anime topic, which we, which we will talk about more in, the, in okay. the next episode as well. Now, focusing back on your career, mm. so you, you went between different companies and you said the pay was really low at the start. I heard it can be so low you can't pay rent. A lot of beginning animators, they'll have to live with their parents because they get like 400 bucks per month or something.
1: You're, like you're, you're, and those are for like, you know, six in the morning till midnight type hours. Oh yeah, well, like literally they?
0: sleeping in the office kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, again, I kind of don't want to be the person that just keeps bringing up the negative no, stuff. No, bring it up. No, it's fine. No, <laughs> no, no. no, 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 no. So, know the plus and but I will cause... just say this. This is what I'll say. I, I, of all of the positions in the industry, I think the one that needs the most help and the I would really wish that the industry would kind of rethink the, the pay scale for it, are those Dogamon, which is mm. the cleanup and in-between animators. Right. There's... You know, pay issues everywhere, but that's true in every country and everything the 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 one place where it's, to be honest, really bad is the those in-betweeners. So I really wish that that lowest position because you know you want to support people who just got in the industry, even if they're not contributing the most important thing to the episode yet. you want them to stay in the industry so that yeah. they become good enough to be able to mm. one day be a famous director or animator.
1: is there an element involved when Kind of the studio heads and so forth consider it a test of your dedication? So, how many, you know, are you were willing to endure five years of this? Well, treatment? I
2: think so. I, I mean, I think the, I think, th- yeah, that, that probably is the mind frame. And, and I'm torn on it philosophically, mm-hmm. right? Because I actually do think being put in kind of a dire situation <laughs> does mm-hmm. kind of propel you forward, right? motivating. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I look back on the time as an in in-between animator really torn because Mm -hmm. at, on the one hand I recognized like, man, that, that those hours and that pay was so low, like that they were kind of taking advantage of me. On the other hand, I'm actually super thankful. I did that for Mm -hmm. eight months because it was eight months of real harsh. It was like my, uh, my training saga. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, but it really was because I I left a totally different artist than I did at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the eight months. Mm -hmm. That was such intense, brutal training for eight months. But I gotta say, like, I leveled up a million times. Mm. So I'm torn because I do think in a competitive field, this isn't a nine to five type job, right? No. Um, those no. type of jobs, I, I believe need more benefits and I believe need, et cetera, et cetera. I, 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 I want them to get better contracts and all of that stuff, right, for, for their time. When it comes to a competitive type job, though, it's a little bit more difficult because everyone around you is like it's more of like a it's like an Olympic athlete kind of thing. Right. Mm. Like you can't tell the Olympic athlete like, okay, it's 9 p.m. Go home. No more, you know, stretching today. Mm. No, like this is my life. I want to be here for as long as it takes to Mm. be the best. That's the mindset of most of the animators. So I don't like the idea of actually kicking people out. If people want to go through that training saga and be like, I want to work crazy hard for eight months, 10 months, whatever, multiple years, because this is what's going to bring the best artist out of me, I think they should be able to do that. They shouldn't be kicked out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But but at the same time, it is a job. You can't take advantage of people, (laughs) you know, uh, just because some people in the studio might be like, work me to the bone, Uh... make me the best doesn't mean you can set that as like a work standard, you know mm. what I mean? So it but it is a little bit more difficult than than just being like pay better and we're done. Mm. It's a competitive job and there's gonna be people that want to actively come in on that Saturday or stay those extra hours to be the best faster. Mm.
1: And did but you feel sorry, Catherine, did you feel that you were under particular scrutiny because you were a foreigner and at the stage the only foreigner?
2: Um to be honest, I my experience with that w- was always really positive. Okay. I don't okay. I I didn't, you know, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff you can cr- critique, but uh the, the the one story I don't really have, I mean there's of course little individual mm-hmm. instances, but overall there's really uh, I have felt no, let's just say, racism Mm. since coming into the industry. Yes, I would be the only foreigner in the entire room uh, very often in my career up Mm. until basically today. There's like a few people, but like – that being said, I, I feel like that aspect of uh, I've always gotten respect. Mm. Uh, I, in fact, maybe even the opposite of, of what you're suggesting, uh, people would look over and see a foreigner there and be like, whoa, a foreigner who's willing to, you know, work in this industry under under our, you know, kind of standards and things like that. Like, I really oh. respect that. So I, I, I think my Japanese coworkers have always been quite Wonderful to be honest.
1: It's
0: fantastic. Yeah, hear, that is yeah. a very
1: positive note. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, since you mentioned like the start of it, was it's like a make or break thing, right? If you just mm. half hearted in it and say, oh, I kind of want to be an animator, maybe you're probably not going to make <laughs> Impossible. it. Impossible.
2: No, you'll never make it. It's it's it it, it it to me it would be the same as being like maybe I want to win a gold medal in yeah. the Olympics maybe mm. I'll give it a shot if we'll see else comes obviously up, you're not the one who's going to win yeah. it's just impossible it's mm. a very competitive thing there's everyone's trying to be you know there's only one episode director per episode there's only one director per series there's only x amount of key animators per episode and there's a million People in the world saying, I want to be a, a key animator in an anime. Mm. Well, that means it's super competitive. Uh-huh. That means you have to be the best among 100 people hmm. who
1: apply for that, right? I think you just described... Most desirable jobs mm. as well, no? Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, like it's 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 always really important because all those jobs that we're doing and it looks so shiny, right? Mm. But as you can hear right now, this, it didn't just fall into Henry's nice. lap. Brilliant. It's not something that we got handed on a little tray for us. It has been a heavy grind. So mm. after the hardest eight months, I literally are uh, like, it's it's. It, I imagine it like you standing under a waterfall and carrying <laughs> a tortoise shell. That was
2: the eight, that was my my training. <laughs> On a work carrying yes. <laughs> a
0: torture. that must have been tough though because you they don't pay really enough for rent. I mean, that's yeah, not a—that's not just yeah. a myth, they don't for, the, for the start. You don't have enough for rent. How did you you don't you have survive? mom and dad in
1: this country? You to don't pack have
0: you mommy up, and daddy so. to live at home.
2: The, uh, w- when I did that BuzzFeed interview, a bunch of comments underneath were, uh, how's he paying rent if it's that hard? I i, I bet his family's rich or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, when there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. So I went to the studio and was like, listen. I need to pay rent, and the rent's this much. You know for a fact you're not paying me that, mm-hmm. and so um, like I need to take two days a week, a few hours in the morning, to do like an English teaching oh, right. side thing, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. That'll at least get me that, yeah. a few extra mon a month, mm-hmm, right. and that'll bring me over the edge. So like yeah. like it, again you you just figure it out. You don't yeah. give up and you just say, like, 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 oh no, this is a tough situation. Well, maybe I have to quit the anime industry. Was never a thought that happened one time for one second in my mind. Mm-hmm. The thought was, this is really hard. How am I going to somehow succeed yeah. mm-hmm. in this nevertheless? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's so, yeah. Man. So you That's worked
0: excellent. around the... The not having mommy and daddy issue, and you worked around the, well, visa issue, you have to have a certain limit mon- yes, amount of yes, hours yes. and a certain amount of yes. pay, otherwise you can't stay either. Yes. So you worked around that by actually kind of working two jobs still.
2: Yes, yep, the the visa thing was difficult, but I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Visa is very it.
1: difficult yeah. for all of us. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who wants to come and work in Japan, the visa is pretty much your that, biggest enemy.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it, that's true. And that was a very big discussion at the beginning of entering. Actually, probably every studio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but there there are there are ways there are ways to just barely make it. And uh, you know, yeah, you, you have to discuss that.
0: Mm-hmm. Your so you went from one studio for literally you you went other the training studio to the next studio to the next studio. At which point in life are you currently?
2: So let's see, the super quick catch-up is Nakamura Pro to Studio Piero, Studio Piero to a small company called Bang Bang Animation, which doesn't exist anymore, but uh, I got to try out some key animation there on some various projects. Worked as a freelancer just for my apartment a little bit, saw how that would work, just taking work. And then um, with an art director friend of mine, uh, Arthel Isom, another uh, American working cool. here in uh, Japan, uh, we kind of made, like, an animation studio, De Art Stagio. Good. Okay. Arthel is the CEO, and he is still there. Uh, I ended up... I, I was there for years mm-hmm. as, as their director uh, and one of the animators. Um, I've since left there, and... Uh, Joined the One Piece team at Toei Animation, so that's where I am now. Uh, I had done some freelance work, uh, while at Day Art Stadio actually mm-hmm. on One Piece and uh, on a whole lot of projects Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, the, like Fire Force. Like, we did like tons of secondary key animation and key animation work on a lot of projects, Overlord from Madhouse, a huh. bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, One Piece. Number one, I'm a huge fan, and I've always been a giant fan of that. Like, through the years, that's one of the series I've always followed and always really, really loved, like, all the way at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, just working with them was really, really a positive experience. Like, uh, I, I I was pleasantly surprised. Like, my one of my f- absolute favorite shows is also the most fun to work on, and I enjoy actually meeting with the people and working with them. So... Getting to be a part of this team is not only a dream in terms of I get to work on One Piece, but also it's probably the most just... I don't know, like, well-functioning, everyone getting along, really kind of feeling like a family-type mm-hmm. uh, okay. studio situations I've had in Japan. This
0: is mm-hmm. an inspirational
2: story! Yeah, this it's is like very you're working uplifting. your
0: way up. Yeah. It's like the rocks well, to at riches. the moment,
2: Everything's temporary, and that's, you know? Yes. Okay. So you take the good moments, recognizing it won't last forever, but mm-hmm. right now I'm at a high point, and I really am happy that's about
1: amazing, that. That's
0: amazing. So We want to actually focus a little bit more on making an anime in the mm-hmm. One Piece studio in the next mm-hmm. episode, so I'm excited to find out more about that, but fine do you have any advice for anyone who wants to become an animator in Japan
2: Um, my advice would be you know number one Obviously, just really work on your portfolio and make sure you're really good. When you contact the studios uh, and when the con- and studios potentially contact you, you want to be good. Uh, if you're not good, then it was all for naught, no, right? For no. mm. Now, that being said, uh, even in just the handful of years I've been here... Uh, I've been in Japan for 13 years. Oh, a handful? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but even in just the last, like, 10 years, it's changed quite drastically. Now you don't need to go through my entire training arc and oh, all right. of this stuff necessarily. People are hired as freelancers all around the world oh, now. Uh, e- even I speak with a lot and contact a lot hmm. working on One Piece. Uh, and so um, – you don't necessarily have to come all the way out to Japan and learn oh. Japanese and, and go through the entire checklist that I did. Mm-hmm. That being said, you'll still want to advertise yourself online and also be just aware of the Japanese anime process. Like you just being a great, you know, one thing I think too many people nowadays are animating scribbly stick figure type things online uh. and uh, it looks amazing, but that. Does not immediately mean that you can draw all the layouts for an right. anime. With shadows
0: and Exactly. Wind uh, waves, uh, hair.
2: Understand what th- what Gengamon are and what secondary key animation Ni Genga is, and what Doga is, and recognize that if you do layouts, you should also do your own Ni Genga. Wow. So uh, th- those are con- like uh, you know technical things. But for anyone trying to apply. They need to understand all the technical things. Mm. So understand all the technical things in the Japanese anime industry. You can find it all online now. I couldn't when I was younger, but you can now. So study the process, study the words that you'll need to know to use, the Japanese words that you'll need to work in this industry. Um, And then just keep working on your portfolio and try to uh, yeah advertise yourself. You know, Twitter and different social medias can do that nowadays. Uh, At the end of the day, it comes down to your portfolio and your uh, your seemingness, at least, to uh, understand the in- entire Japanese anime production process. If you understand the process and are good, I think you can do
0: it nowadays. Oh, sorry, because you mentioned um, that you don't have to be in Japan to animate. Um, just to tie this all together I think a lot of people have the image that there is a studio you walk into the studio mm-hmm. you make an anime in that studio the end a lot of anime is outsourced right a little like certain scenes are just <coughs> perfect little animators are asked then to do this one scene or something is that correct?
2: Uh, nowadays I mean there still is the studio you walk mm-hmm. into like I actually do go into the studio every day mm-hmm. uh, and so there does need to be a team at the studio the main team that's keeping everything together if you want to be a part of that right and I I highly suggest you do try to be part of that for me it's really rewarding right to actually walk into the studio and then sit around the other creators if you want to do that of course you have to come to japan or whatever country is producing the thing if you want to just contribute uh and, and you're okay with you know uh like li- living at your own place and just contributing via the internet then you can do it from anywhere mm-hmm. uh be but again, just be aware of the different job positions. So some of the th- things can be done uh, internationally and online, like Genga, key animation and layouts, uh, because you can have a, an Uchi Oase, the production meeting uh, via Zoom or something like that now. On the other hand, you probably are never going to become an episode director or mm-hmm. or an art director or something like that because – that would require you to really be sitting around all of the sequences. It would be very difficult to take on that much work remotely. Mm.
0: So the plus is, in theory, living in America, Spain, Italy, you could be working on an anime in Japan, but the downside is you would only get certain positions and you wouldn't be able to really be in the industry.
2: Well, so far, I mean, I I do keep in mind, you know, someday someone will break that, right? Mm. Someone will break that glass ceiling also. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so... Then you'll be old guard. Then you can talk about
1: the olden days
2: and what you had to go through. I already, I already am starting to feel like I'm the old guard because things change so fast. Yeah, Again, right. like, like, like if you had asked me these exact same set of questions, even just five years ago, I'd be like, if you're not moving to Japan and you're studying your language, you're not getting even a single job. Mm. You need to realize there's a big, long checklist before you even apply to anything. Mm. Now, five years later... Actually, uh, actually, yeah. some of those, some of those big important check marks,
0: actually,
2: yeah, I don't need them. <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of more distanced working has happened, especially during yeah. the pandemic oh, as well. Right. I guess the pandemic will probably has changed a lot of in these kind of things. It as
2: forced well. some a lot. It forced yeah. probably all the studios to at least give a try to the to the international hiring kind mm. of thing, okay. because people weren't. Gonna be all coming to your studio. Mm. You're gonna be doing all the production meetings via Zoom anyway. Mm. Might as well try some people even farther than Tokyo yeah, yeah. if we're doing it this way anyway. Yeah, right.
0: mm. So yeah. Oh okay. Let's wrap
1: this bad boy
0: off. Let's up and do it. The There's more episode. coming in the next episode. I am excited to ask more. Yeah, I want more But, to but Henry, Henry, give us yes. give us a little a plug. How can people find you on the internet?
2: Oh God. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I guess those are the two big ones. What's I your use, handle? Was right? yes. it Hen- Henry Thurlow? Henry underscore Thurlow, I think, or Henry Thurlow Animator. Just oh, Google okay. my you name. Attitude go- go- with the show well, I'm, I Well, because like, off the top of my head, I kind of forget. <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> Google my name, Henry Thurlow, and Twitter, or Henry Thurlow Instagram. It'll be there. <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah. the Cat, where are you on the internet?
0: Cat- Cat Underbar TV, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all the shenanigans, the cat, cat underbar no, underscore it's called underscore damn it, I get it still wrong. Underscore TV. I'm not an English native speaker. And Ladybeard, where can people uh, find you?
1: Ladybeard underscore Japan on the internet. And Cat with but, Beard on yes. the YouTube and the so, podcast. You leave a exactly. comment and so forth, please. If
0: you're listening to us right now, it would be wonderful if you could actually check us out on YouTube. Then you can see our wonderful outfits. Mm. You can Candy see the wonderful track, glasses of Henry's. Incredible. Well, thank you. I dressed very much. <laughs> Since I, I dressed in theme, if you know which season of One Piece is happening right now, then you know why I'm wearing Japanese-inspired outfits right ah. now. Well, this just for you, Henry. Thank you very much. So, and we are going to ca- catch up with that and talk more about animation and one piece in the next episode so be sure to check that out again. Cat with Beard is from Japan is the official YouTube channel and we also have a Twitter, Cat mm-hmm. with Beard if you mm-hmm. have any questions, any comments or want to just tell us how much you love us and our outfits then check out at Cat with Beard on Twitter mm-hmm. I think I got everything, do I have
1: everything? Uh, you got all the things, no problem
0: Wonderful, okay we're going to continue in the next episode of
1: Cat with, with
0: Beard,
1: Beard.